Hey listeners, in today's episode, my guest is Judah and she is from Texas. Actually, she is from really close to where I am now, which is kind of funny. Um, but she is now in Oslo in Norway. So yeah, um, she tells her story about moving to Oslo when she was already 38. This is a little bit different than our usual stories because a lot of times when people move to a new country, they are a little bit younger and they're not already like in the middle of their lives. So I feel it's a different step. It's a more serious step because you are already, yeah, you already lived half your life, kind of. But yeah, let's find out what she has to say in this episode. I'm excited that you're here to listen to it. Just a heads up that today's episode is dealing with miscarrying. So if this is a sensitive topic for you, then maybe skip the last 20 minutes of this episode. You said you're in Texas right now? I am, yes. Where are you? I'm in uh, Round Rock. Um, oh, okay, I'm from Texas. So Okay, where um, are you from? I'm from a really small town. The closest big city is Waco. Okay, so, so not too not far. Not too far, far. no. Yeah. <laughs> what's, nice. the, what's the name of the town? Kossi. It's oh. just like 300 people. I mean, it's so oh, it's tiny. it's super small. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Uh -huh. And uh, since, um, when did you leave? Um, well, I, I went to college when I was 18 and okay. then, but my parents still live there. So I go back, okay. like I was just there this summer for a few months and oh God. <laughs> yes. <It's so> hot. <laughs> I know it was crazy this summer. I know. Yes. We were actually, uh, we were in Germany. And Is that we where you're from? Uh huh. Yes. Okay. And we were also in Denmark and it was so uh, nice. It was like, yes. I mean, considering here, it would be even like cold. Right, but, <laughs> but it's it was really nice, yeah. Yeah, when I came back to Norway in mid July, and it was like fifty five and raining, and uh -huh. even though it felt so much better, it just didn't feel like summer. But I, guess I, I know, complain. I know. I was also we had um, we had like two weeks of rain, and I was like, I take it, I take it. <laughs> yes. We'll go back to Texas, and it will be like a hundred and five. Yes. Like every day, like every day is the same temperature. It was so awful and like all that dryness and no rain. Mm -hmm. It seems better now, but I know it was really yeah. brutal there. Yeah, we had like um, a good rain last week. Oh, good. Yeah. So glad. So everything's kind of green again. I think our grass in the front of the house is still dead. <laughs> I don't think it will oh. make it. Yeah. It's okay. Need some intervention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, since when are you in Norway? I've been here since 2014, so nine oh, years. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, it's the longest I've ever lived, you know, in a foreign country and in a, in one city for, like, since I left home. I mean, uh -huh. it's just yeah. crazy to be in the same town. Where, uh, which town is it? Or which well, city? I'm in Oslo, yeah. So okay, it's a city. Uh -huh. But, city uh -huh. yes. And um, what brought you to Norway? Uh, my husband is Norwegian. Ah, okay. Yes. <laughs> But, okay. So I had also written that, like, my initial, like, 
love was France. Yeah. And so that's where I first traveled when I started traveling and studying abroad. And then it was my dream to live there. And so in 2009, I got a job teaching English in Paris. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. So then I moved to Paris in 2009 and I worked there for a year, but it was actually, it was hard to keep my work permit. It's, you know, uh, France okay. is pretty difficult. Oh, okay. Um, so I was only there for a year and then... At that point, I had already I had already met my husband, but we were mm -hmm. dating long distance, and mm -hmm. then we got married in 2013 and decided that we would try Norway as. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I mean, you already look Norwegian. <laughs> Your blonde <laughs> hair. Well, except that when I start speaking, they're like, "Oh." Oh, <laughs> she's not from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. What is your um? How is your Norwegian? It's pretty good. It's kind of frustrating because I think in any other country where you've lived for nine years, you would probably be fluent, like 100% fluent. But Norwegians are, are so good in English. Mm -hmm. It's it's like their mother tongue. Um, it's actually really hard to speak Norwegian here. And oh, so okay. I feel like I'm Especially probably like, in Oslo. Yes. I mean, it's a really international city. And so, you know, you go to the cafe and you can speak Norwegian, but there's a high probability that the person working there is not Norwegian. Oh, and so okay. they want to speak English, which is fine. Or they're Norwegian and they're just being nice. And uh -huh. they, they like to practice English. Um, and my husband and I, we've always spoken English at home. You know, when you meet someone, you kind of speak the language that you yeah. it's so hard to switch to the other language yeah and we don't have children so I feel like that would also be really helpful if you had a child and you were talking to the teachers and hearing the child learn the language yeah anyway so to answer your question I do speak it but I wouldn't say I'm fluent my understanding is much better than my speaking but that's pretty normal for a language but mm -hmm. um I'm probably just like a b1 b2 which I don't know. I'm kind of embarrassed about it after nine years. Um, But isn't so. it isn't it also like a super hard language to learn? Cause no, no. When um, I I mean I'm not really familiar with the um, Nordic languages. But when we went to Denmark, um, I was like checking um how it is to learn it as a German speaker because oh. when I read it, like there are so many similar words. Yes, you know. So I thought like, oh, it couldn't be so hard to uh to learn and then and then when they say something i don't oh, understand anything <laughs> danish is a whole nother level like uh, uh -huh. da danish and norwegian are almost identical because norwegian comes from danish but uh. the way the danish pronounce it it's i mean it's like just everything's swallowed in their throat Mm -hmm. And even Norwegians have trouble, so I wouldn't base your. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they oh like um, um it it also says like it's for a German speaker is one of the hardest languages to learn. Oh, I'm surprised because it's yeah, a I, was I think it's a Germanic too. language, and there's a lot of similarities with English mm -hmm. and German. The hardest thing is, of course, they have you know masculine and feminine words, and I think that's really hard for American English speakers mm, because. Yeah. We don't Everything, have that, uh, and it's yeah. like another thing to memorize. And then if it's a feminine word, then the adjective has to be feminine. There's all these rules, and that's the hardest thing, and the thing I probably mess up the most. Yeah. Otherwise, the grammar is very basic. They don't have a lot of different words for one thing like we do in English. Like, I don't know, just to give an example, um, they just reuse the same word, you know, for several things. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I, I don't find it like French, you know, is super difficult. I would say it's oh god, yeah, compared it's to so Norwegian, <laughs> it's like a different level. So also, it's um, like hard to read out. To me, it is. Yes. Um, so Norwegian's been okay, and you know, it was a requirement for me to have 500 hours with my residence permit when I first moved ah, here. Okay, mm -hmm. which the the government you know offers to you for free. If you're here on like a family reunification yeah. visa. So that was really nice that I got to learn it and um, just get integrated pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I do use it for my job, but um, I wish I was more fluent. It, it is embarrassing, okay. but I can, you know, I can get by. Yeah. What is your job now? I'm a logistics manager for a okay. small company. We distribute electronics, but it was not anything that I have worked with before. It was just... I knew someone and somebody was out sick and I needed a temporary person. And so I filled in and the job became permanent. But my, um, my, ma um, my bachelor's degree is in French. Uh, okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it's absolutely useless here. If anyone's listening that's thinking about majoring in a language, I would say Don't make it a minor. <laughs> make it a minor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And major in something more useful. Uh -huh. No, I don't want to break anyone's dreams, but... French has been absolutely useless most of my career as mm -hmm. far as a degree goes. Um, so anyway, that's what I do for work. And I don't love it, but, you know, no, that's who fun. loves their but job. Is, yeah. Is, um, is it also like uh, in English then? It's, it's, it's part and half and half because uh -huh. we have a lot of customers in like Lithuania and Poland. So yeah. then I use English, but we have a lot of customers in Norway. And so okay. I do get to use Norwegian for my okay. job all day. And then my boss prefers that we speak Norwegian sure. at work. Yeah, sure. So I am using Norwegian daily, but I still feel like it, you know, it definitely could be improved. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, so was it um, um, a hard decision to make to move to Oslo? Yes and no. I mean, I was 37 already when we, well, when we got married. And then by the time I moved here, I was almost 38. So You know, that's mm -hmm. kind of later in life to make a big yeah. move. But because I had lived in France before, and I've always loved to live in different states, like, it's really exciting to me. So there was no hesitation. Um, the only hesitation was, you know, leaving my family. And, and now, you know, it wasn't like a semester abroad. It was like... It was like permanent. permanent mm -hmm. And I'm not sure when I'll move back home again, but... um. My husband's parents were elderly, so, you know, he wanted to be near yeah. them, which I understood. And I felt like, that's fine, and I, and I want to live in a new country, so why not? Yeah, sure. So. Um, and and how was it in the beginning? Because it's so different, right? <laughs> yeah. It was a hard adjustment, harder than I thought, because I had visited here. Yeah, it was more culture shock than I thought it would uh, be, okay. because, because I've lived in France, I felt like. How you know, different can it be? It's already Europe. Yeah, right. But it is very different. Norwegian people are not like French people at all. You know, they're really, they're much harder to um, communicate, not communicate with, but like just get to know. Uh -huh. And like in Paris, you know, I would have the local baker would recognize me and we'd say hello or they remember what I wanted. But here it's like people just are very private uh -huh. and... Even if they recognize you, they won't really make the effort okay. to speak. Um, and, you know, when you first arrive here, you might think it's rude. Like, it just, it feels like rudeness. Uh -huh. but, it, but it's just, 
the other person allowing you your privacy. So once I started seeing things with a different perspective of, okay, this is my perspective, which is probably incorrect, you know, it made life easier mm -hmm. to consider that, um, they're just, it's just a different yeah, and, way of being. And also like, um, in, even like in, in Texas, especially here, they are so friendly yeah. and they're so open yes. and like everybody does small talk. So it's exactly the opposite then. It yeah. is the opposite. And it's, I understand, like I'm an introvert, so I'm okay mm -hmm. with not talking to somebody on the bus, but at the same time, sometimes you're in the mood to just chit chat or like, if you want to say, I like your shirt. Yeah. And that would just be so weird. It is here. So like weird. People okay. Would... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, what does she want? <laughs> yeah. So there was a little bit of culture shock in the beginning. And then, you know, just then, you, then you're here for real. You're not a tourist. You have to get like an ID number and you have to get a bank account. And I had to exchange my driver's license. And so there's all these kind of practical yeah. things. It feels like you're starting over in life when you've already done all these things. So those were a little, um, I don't know, yeah, a little kind of frustrating and mm -hmm. just you're kind of ready to feel like life is normal. Yeah, exactly. Because I was, I was thinking <sighs> that the other day, it's like if we would move somewhere else again, it's like I'm 40. Um, last time I moved somewhere where I didn't know anyone, like I was in my 20s. That's like a different part right. of life. You're still like open, yes. you're going out. And like now I don't do these things anymore. So I feel like this is like, going um just with your family somewhere else it would be like so much harder yes yeah I mean it was so much easier to make friends in your 20s or even in the U.S. you know the job you have it's like you make friends with your colleagues yeah. mm -hmm. and here the friends I was making were usually also expats uh -huh. or from another country and so they'd be here for work for two years and then they okay, move away okay so That's been really hard because after nine years, I only have like one good friend okay, here. Is she uh, or he um, a Norwegian? Um, she's French Canadian, and then I have a, I have a few like other acquaintances, yeah. but you know we don't see each other that often, mm -hmm. and so that's frustrating. Even after all this time, I feel like wow, you know, to be this age and my friend group has gotten smaller. Instead of bigger, not necessarily, it doesn't have to get bigger, but richer. Mm -hmm. or I know what you it's, mean. it's not as good as it is in, in the States. And so I still have, you know, my good friends, we've always kept in mm -hmm. touch in Texas. And so when I go home in the summertime, we reconnect, but so that kind of is frustrating. And I also feel like that was a disadvantage of not having children. You're not meeting the parents that you might make friends mm -hmm. with, but anyway. Um, and what about your um, husband's friends? He... Yeah, I mean, he has a few, but he's also kind of just a introverted mm -hmm. guy who likes to be by himself. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, he's got he's got friends, but I don't know. We don't if they hang out. It's just them, and I. Uh, I mean, okay. they're happy if I'm included. It's not like I'm not yeah, yeah, welcome, yeah. Uh -huh. but we don't really just all hang out together. Sometimes they come over for dinner. Yeah, or something, so it's not, it's not, not like, like a, a big friends group or something. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Those are things that are still hard after all this time. Mm. If the Norwegians are like that, then that's hard. <laughs> It is yeah. hard, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I'm trying to think if I've ever come close to having like a Norwegian friend and I haven't. It's just, um, well, I mean, I have, I, like I volunteer at a jazz club. Okay. And most of the other volunteers are Norwegian. And 
I would call them friends, but we only talk to each other when we're on the same shift. Or, or you're not hang out in private. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have a lot of acquaintances, yeah. but, and that's also normal, I guess, as you get older, but it feels different being in a foreign country and I haven't known these people that long. Yeah. So you don't have this history of this friendship, you know. Uh, I feel for me it's sometimes similar. Um, I make easier friends with people who are from abroad. Yes. I have also, like, um, good acquaintances, especially, like, through my kids' school. Like, I meet the other moms. And we always, like, chit-chat after school, and it's fine. But, I mean, it's also acquaintances. We don't really hang out or anything. We only talk then and I wouldn't call them like close friends so the only right. friends I have really are also people from somewhere else yes yeah. yeah I guess that's just you kind of find each other yeah exactly <laughs> and and sometimes I feel like um there's like a barrier that they are um they just don't know what to say because probably yes. you have a different background you didn't grow up here so they they don't know what to say or it's like they expect something I don't know things you know like I, right. yeah. I was not here in the 90s so oh, okay right it's like the context yeah is, and I also think sometimes like when you do meet people when you finally get in a group or whatever and then the conversations are also repetitive like where are you from how long have you been here what do you do you know to keep having those conversations year after year it's so boring it just feels oh. like it feels like you're just not getting anywhere. And like, exactly. I almost feel invisible sometimes. Like I feel like I'm on this hamster wheel of everyone else's life is moving forward. And, and I'm just in this spiral. Of, uh-huh. I know. Uh, yeah. It's like, sometimes I remember it's like, I don't even want to go to a friend's dinner or something because like, if there are people that I haven't met before, then it's just the same question yes. over and over again. And I'm so <laughs> sick of him. I don't want to I, mean, I was like even thinking at some point just make up something a new story right you know people if, you, if you're never gonna see them again why not it's like oh yeah i'm a famous person in germany <laughs> i had to escape from all the celebrity yeah. Yeah. or like something completely different i don't know make up a different job would you consider moving back though Definitely. I feel like, yeah, especially now that my husband's parents unfortunately passed mm-hmm. away soon after I moved here. But now my parents are, you know, in their mid-70s. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah, I want to be near them yeah. as this time in life. So I do think that I will move back. Um, I don't know for how long or when, but I don't feel comfortable just being like, I'm just going to stay in Norway well, you might need help or... Right. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have an older brother. He lives in Houston. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's so, far away too. Um, I mean, not like, as far as... Right. He's just three hours from them. Yeah. But still, you know, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit closer to my parents than he is. So it uh-huh. just feels... Um, I just feel like I need to be there even, like, in the next five years probably. Yeah. And when your parents also a little bit older, they probably don't hop on a plane... No, time, I don't. I think right? those times are over. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Did they come visit though in the beginning? They did. They came 
the first year we were married for Christmas, so December of 2013, mm-hmm. and they came to meet his parents because his parents weren't able to come over. We got married in Texas, and his parents mm-hmm. weren't able to come. So that was really nice that they got to meet them before they got ill. And then my, mm-hmm. my husband's from the very far north of Norway. Oh, okay. So it's, like, really dramatic and beautiful and, you know, 24 hours of darkness in December. And so they came during that. They didn't see the northern lights, unfortunately, but. It was exciting for them to come see yeah. Norway and experience um, something so different. Yes, it must be beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um. Did you do you go um still often to the to the north? No, it's. I mean, even though it's still Norway, it's kind of hard to not hard to get there, but it's like an all day trip to get there because you mm-hmm. can fly to this little airport and then it's a three hour bus. And flying in Norway, no matter where you want to go, it's kind of expensive. So. Um, sure. I haven't been up there since New Year's Eve 2021. Uh huh. Um, but I love it. I mean, it's just, it's so stunning. In the summertime with 24 hours of daylight, mm-hmm. it's just a magical place. I would love to live up there for a year just to experience the whole the seasons whole mm-hmm. up there. But um, my husband's actually going in a few weeks because it's been a while since he's been up there. So, so um, but how was it for you to adjust to um, the winters in Oslo? Because I think, I mean, I'm not sure where it is on the map but it's dark early right it gets i mean at the worst like in about two months it'll be Mm -hmm. the worst which is um it'll get dark around 4 4 30 like pitch Mm -hmm. black yeah and then and then in the mornings it doesn't start to get light until like 10 a.m that's the worst of it and you know that only lasts about until the end of december and then it slowly starts to get ah okay But then Lighter. still, like, it's still, like... It still takes a while. I mean, I would say... Six o'clock, it's dark. And <laughs> yeah. Nine o'clock, it's late. Yeah. It's like, it daylight. doesn't feel yeah. normal until, like, uh-huh. February. Um, it's not so bad. I don't know if I have that SAD, you know, they call that sad, where I think that December's nice because it's going to be Christmas time and there's mm-hmm. all, like, beautiful lights everywhere. But November and January can be challenging, especially if it's rainy, because it's just so gray so dark it just feels heavy mm-hmm. um i can see why people get seasonally depressed yeah. yeah um the cold is interesting it's not as cold in oslo i think as people think it is like i think some people think norway is all of norway is just really arctic but the arctic circle is pretty far north of mm-hmm. if norway and then mm-hmm. oslo is actually um the gulf stream comes up to this part uh, of Norway. Okay, so it's kind of warm. Well, I don't know. Not warm, but, but... Not warm, but it's like, I don't know, in December it might be, I'm trying to think in Fahrenheit, like 40. Okay. You know, and not, so not, not minus 10. Yeah. Right. So um, we probably have some, you know, really frigid days where it's like minus, but it's not, it's not as bad as probably people think it is. And then, especially now with things changing, that we don't have so much snow like you might have a lot of snow in January but none in December so mm-hmm. it just varies and, uh-huh. and um do people drink alcohol <laughs> stupid question just because no. um, it's so expensive well it is expensive but one of the questions I, w- I was kind of writing out my answers earlier one of the cultural peculiarities which I don't know yeah. if it's peculiar but like this probably happens in Sweden and Finland uh-huh. the dark darker cold places people really drink a lot to um to socialize, like to make themselves be more comfortable socializing. Ah, okay. And I think that it's probably, it's definitely worse in the winter because 
you're sad and makes you warms you up. And, um, so no, there's a big drinking culture here, especially with beer, which I don't really love, but people just drink to get drunk and I don't understand it. Um, not just enjoying the beverage, but, but because, I mean, you said earlier that they are so private. Yes. And shy. Yeah. So, I mean, that helps, right? It does. Yeah. Alcohol makes that (laughs) easier to socialize when you don't, when it's not your nature. Right. So yeah, there's a big drinking culture here. Um, but it's interesting with how they sell alcohol, the, the only place you can get like wine or liquor, the store is called the wine monopoly. And so it is a monopoly and the out, like the, it closes at 3 PM on Saturdays. And you know how in France, I think in Germany too, you can just buy a bottle of wine at the grocery store. Yeah. That just, you know, that just uh, doesn't happen here. So it's like, it's like almost like in the U S like a liquor store. Exactly. Yeah. But so in the, in the U S you can still buy in the grocery right. stores, but you can, but they're also just liquor stores. Yes, exactly. Like, I guess you couldn't buy gin at like the grocery store, but, um, here, the only thing you can get at the grocery store is beer. Mm, okay. And it's like the lower alcohol beer. If you want the strong alcohol beer or any kind of liquor, you have to go to the wine monopoly. Ah, okay. So that's and been it, interesting. Yeah. And, and they set the prices because it's a monopoly. So, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's right. not too crazy. But yeah, I mean, everything here is just so expensive. It is expensive, right? I mean, like when, especially when you come from Germany, everything is so cheap. Like... Um, the Nordic countries are just in general yes. like so much more expensive. When we came from um, the US, we're like, okay, prices are kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Like beer is, or like alcohol is more expensive. But if you compare it to other countries in Europe, that's a big difference. Oh, yeah. I mean, Norway, I know people really complain about it or tourists, especially if, well, it's probably coming from the US was better this year than like the Norwegian kroner is so weak. If ah, okay. to go anywhere in Europe or the U.S., you just feel like you're losing so much money with the exchange mm. rate because uh-huh, it's yeah. terrible. Is there anything that you really like in Norway? Yes. I mean, it's a beautiful country. Oslo is really nice because it's just surrounded by forests. You can be in the mountain, not the mountains, well, kind of mountains, but you can be like in the really deep forest walking with birds in like five minutes from the city center. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a big focus here on nature and enjoying nature. And, um, you know, we have the, the fjord and the sea right here. And uh-huh. also in Norway, I really, I mean, they have really great public transportation. So I don't have to have a car, which is really nice. It simplifies mm-hmm. life a lot. I do miss driving, but it's so nice just to be able to depend on bus, uh-huh. train, Do you live in the city center? Kinda? Yeah, pretty close to the center. Mm-hmm. So we're just like five minutes from the central station. Okay, so you can you have like um, subway access like right away. Yes, well, we're closer yeah. to a bus stop. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. everything's super close. I like, I think the work culture here is really great. Like I don't ever feel pressured to stay late or maybe it's just my job. And I'm sure there's some jobs here where they feel some pressure, but like the mm-hmm. full time here is 36 and a half hours a week. Okay. There's five weeks of vacation mm-hmm. um, after your first year of, year of working. And, you know, no matter what your job is, like you're going to have between four and six weeks of vacation. If you're working at a grocery store or if you're working at, if you're a CEO, you know, it's yeah. 
they really value vacation time, which is so amazing um, compared to the U.S., where you might get two weeks, yeah, if you're lucky. Um, yeah, it's like in the U.S., the the um, benefits they really count for the yes. job. Yeah, I think. I mean, there are some foods I like, I guess, but nothing. <laughs> yeah, what is the food like? <laughs> I mean, Norwegian food is. Well, it's kind of hearty. Like it's like stews, and oh. they they like to have like this this time of the year. It's called fodi coal. It's like this cabbage um, lamb stew, and so mm -hmm. you see all the signs in the stores, and people like to make it. And then at Christmas time, the, I think the Christmas food is amazing. It's like ribba, which is basically um, like pork belly, you know, like crispy pork belly. Mm -hmm. And they have dried lamb, which is really good, and um, rutabaga. I don't know if that's the same in – is that no English, rutabaga? I think so. Anyway, um, I mean, they're kind of known for some horrific foods like sheep's head and lutefisk. It's like this yeah. – Yeah, 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 that one in the can. Oh, that's Swedish. But there's this – Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's this Christmas dish that's kind of old-timey. They used to, like, cure the fish with lye. And with lye, what is lye? That? It's like some kind of poison. Um, <laughs> so they put that the lye on the fish, but then they have to rinse it for like they put it in water for like a week or something, so that uh -huh. you don't get poison. But anyway, it's from the old days, but they still eat it at Christmas time. But I've never had it. Does it ever go wrong? Not that I've heard of. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> what happens? What uh, I mean, what does it make? You. you know, I don't know if they still use lie anymore. Maybe let me see. I gonna I gonna have to translate it later. What it is? Yes, lutefisk. Um, so it's a, it's a dried white fish. It is made from aged stockfish. So see, it adopts a gelatinous texture, which that's kind of what grosses me out. That sounds um, not so good. No. <laughs> after being rehydrated, so they probably don't use lie anymore. But have you have you tried it? No. It doesn't interest me. I'm not crazy about fish, which is uh, not great in Norway, but um, uh -huh. there's other Christmas food I'd rather have. And, you know, they have wonderful breads here. Like, they're really great bakers. Mm -hmm. So there are some nice things about Norway, of course. <laughs> do you miss, though, Texas barbecue? I do. I miss, well, I miss Tex-Mex more oh, than Tex -Mex. Uh -huh. barbecue. But, yeah, guacamole and good tacos. And, like, every time I go home, when I go to the grocery store, I just feel like, It's overwhelming how, you know, the grocery stores are so huge. Yeah. And the cereal aisle is like, I don't know, hundreds of cereals, 50. I know, but they're all so sugary. There's I know. like one not, healthy one yeah. and 99 sugary ones. That's true. It's not the, I definitely don't miss the healthy parts of American food, but I miss like Fritos and Hershey's Kisses, like, you know, just bad junk food. Yeah. And then all the cereal choices. Yeah, <laughs> lucky charms. Yeah, cap like peanut butter, Captain Crunch. Or, yeah, peanut butter uh, crunch. It's my favorite. Uh -huh. Yeah. Do you uh, ha um, have other things when you come back to the U.S. like um, reverse culture shock, kind of? I guess just yeah, like kind of complete strangers telling you their life story. If you go mm -hmm. to like a gas station or wherever, somebody just strikes up a conversation, and you walk out knowing that they're like divorced and in a lawsuit with their ex and like I was just trying to get gas. <laughs> it's like everything where I would say, oh God, it's too much information. <laughs> yeah. Um I think too, like with all the like I when I was in Austin this summer, 
there was a sign on one of the cafes that said they didn't allow open carry yeah. in their cafe. And, you know, coming from Norway where there's just no gun problems. Yeah. Um, I grew up there and, and it, that's all interesting, but to not have to be worried to about, about it, it. Mm-hmm. or think about it to all of a sudden be faced with it. And, you know, yeah. it's it was yeah. just kind of like, oh yeah, that's going on here or that's allowed mm-hmm. here. It's just very different because Norwegians just don't even under really understand that. But I don't want to get into that on your podcast. Yeah. But, um, I guess the biggest thing is just having small talk and and also like on TV, the commercials, like for all the medical things, that's not allowed here. For medical things in general or well, like, just that whole list that they read it out? Yes. Well, just all, all the, the side um, effects. And- like all the, all the drug, like all the pr- medicines that mm-hmm. you can, they, they kind of just suggest that you might need. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then they go through that and this can cause blah, 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 blah. But like all those medicine commercials aren't allowed here. So yeah. you just don't see ads for like all the stuff that. Oh, I did not know this. We have that in Germany. We do um, have, I mean, I don't think for like serious antibiotics or something, you don't have uh, commercials for that, but you have for sure, like for like some ointments oh, okay. and for um, vitamins. Yeah. I guess here they would or have like, like something for... that strengthen your bladder. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe like, like that. Those things. <laughs> like things that maybe aren't regulated or it's just a vitamin or something, but also they're not allowed to advertise um, to children here, like during cartoons like for, they're oh, not allowed nice. to have like toy commercials. Oh, that so, is so nice. That's interesting because you know we just grew up that way. Like that's all I know is toy commercials and um, like kind of advertising snuck into the cartoon, maybe even. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, just different ways of they kind of you know are kind of I guess trying to protect kids in a way I, I don't know what the reason is well, and they protect parents too yes. because it's so <laughs> annoying we don't have tv i mean we do have tv but we don't have like um we just watch streaming okay right so you don't have like all the commercials but when we go home we have just regular tv i mean they don't understand the concept of regular tv <laughs> anyway but then you have all the commercials and then they say like oh i want this right. i want this but so it's uh, nice not to have that. yeah I think that's, yeah, it was interesting to find that out because you know how when you just grow up a certain way, you don't even realize it's, there's any other options and like, oh yeah, I Uh guess that's kind of messed up that they're advertising to children. But yeah, I mean, I grew up like that too, so (laughs) it's, uh, (laughs) to me, it's all normal, but it's very nice not to have it. And your friends um, that you grew up with, do they still live in the same town? Yes. I mean, th- a lot of the people that I went to high school with are still there. And, mm-hmm. and some moved as well to like bigger cities in Texas. Mm-hmm. So when I go home in the summer, I see like three or four of them that I've kept in touch with. Um, and I went to my 25th mm-hmm. high school reunion, which was five, no, four years ago. But mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy it. And so I, I'm not planning on going to the 30th. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like, well, we were a pretty small school. There was only 90 of us that graduated. And so then, okay. then only like 20 come to the reunions. Okay. And it's fine. Uh-huh. I'm happy to see everybody. But, um, you know, not much is going to change in five years. So Yeah. And is it uh, strange because you just have to tell your life story? or like, No. I, I mean, think maybe because of Facebook, 
people like right. know where you live and right. I don't post at all, but I guess they just kind of feel like they know you. And so it was almost like mm-hmm. not even, a, I don't even remember really talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think also like, you know, social media kind of makes people feel like they know what's going on with you, right? which is fine. But at the same time, you, you know, you're not post what you want. To exactly. Post. Yeah. It's like the only person nice things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No one seems super curious. Is there still something in Norway that, like culturally, that you find strange or that's um, hard for you to comprehend? It's still hard for me to understand. Like sometimes if you are like on the bus or if you're in a grocery store and you like bump into someone, mm-hmm. they usually they just go about their business. They don't say, excuse me, you're sorry. Or if you say you're sorry, they don't react. Uh-huh. And when I first moved here, I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's just so rude. But now I realize uh, okay. they just actually, they just don't care. Like it wasn't a big deal. Um, yeah. There was no need to draw attention to it. Mm-hmm. So just go about your day. And so then, you know, I'm like, okay, it's not, sometimes maybe that's a nice way to look at it. Like it just wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal. But sometimes there's like complete unawareness. And I know this happens in other cities. It's not just Nor- Norway, but like, you know, walking down the sidewalk and not making any room for it, it, sometimes it just seems like people are completely unaware. Okay. So they almost like run into you. Yeah. Or there'll be like two people walking and it's a narrow sidewalk and then, you know, space. they won't like get behind the other person just to let you pass. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like that's a strictly Norwegian thing. Maybe it's just of not having a car and then I'm just way out, way, you know, walking Like I heard somebody complaining about that in Paris recently. So I don't think it's a Norwegian thing, but there is something going on here. I feel like with not being as aware as an American would be about Mm -hmm. apologizing or getting out of the way or um, trying to kind of almost control the situation. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of hard to get used to. Like, I feel like I want to intervene sometimes. Like if I see... Uh a problem and it's like you know that's none of my business like yeah <laughs> I think that's just a very American thing to do like kind yeah. of want to like take to fix it oh I see um how do they react to Americans or to um, you I mean most people are so nice they especially when they hear them from Texas because I think Texas has this kind of like idea here of being the wild west and they even have a yeah. Norwegians have a it's an adjective in Norwegian they say it's held Texas and it means it's just like crazy off the charts. Like it was a wild situation. Okay. So I think it's so funny that they, they use this word to mean crazy because they imagine Texas is like, you know, like cowboy land, <laughs> yeah. <just> cowboys <laughs> yes. and rifles and right. cows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but no, most people are very nice. I mean, I've never been, I've never felt embarrassed to be American or yeah. have to apologize for it. Um, you know, once you start talking to people, of course, they're usually always very friendly, but mm-hmm. it's just hard to get that first kind of interaction going or. Yeah. And then I had also written because this, this is, I've been noticing this in the past few years. I feel like there's a real different idea here of preventative medicine that they don't mm-hmm. really, it's not really important here. Whereas in the U S You know, preventative medicine, like you need to start having a colonoscopy at 45, um, get your mammograms at 40. And mm-hmm. here it's almost like if you feel fine and nothing's wrong, then don't come to the doctor, Uh huh. Okay. which 
I can see both. I definitely can see the reasoning behind both ways of thinking, but it's just kind of scary because like colon, colon cancer, there's a high rate of that here. Ah, okay. And then you look at that and you're like, well, it's because they're not doing colonoscopies until they have an issue. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be aware of, you know, what is normal or like what would make me feel better for my own body, but yet not be too hyper, um, like too over aware of Mm -hmm. like, do I need to get a colonoscopy? I don't have any family history. Can you request it? Oh yeah, you can request it. And then they will run. Yeah. Yeah. Like even like dentistry or, you know, in the U.S. they want you to go to the dentist every six months. I know, but I feel also in the U.S. it (laughs) depends if you have insurance or not. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. But here it's like, Maybe once a year, okay. like if your teeth hurt, come see yeah. us, but otherwise just keep brushing. Yeah. But that could be very much a result of the difference in healthcare systems. Whereas in the U S it's for profit. So of course they want to sure? see as much as possible. And here it's not, they're kind of understaffed. Right? So they don't want you, if you don't have anything, yeah. don't even bother take our time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and even, I mean, I touch on this and it sounds kind of sad. You can edit it out if you want to, but I was about four years ago, I was pregnant and, um, well, because of my age, I was able to get an ultrasound, but, and then I lost the baby. But, um, if you're under 40 and you're pregnant, they're like, don't, we don't need to, you don't need to have the ultrasound until you're like, oh. I don't know, almost giving birth. Oh, like no so ultrasound think, at all. Well, I you know, because I didn't go through it. Like, anyway, I just, I know I've heard women under Uh 40 saying that it was so crazy because, you know, in the U S it's like, you have an ultrasound almost immediately, but here it's like, I don't know, several months into the pregnancy before, if you're young and healthy, okay. Before they even do that. So, you know, those are some differences that I think are quite shocking and make you feel really Mm -hmm. uncomfortable because we're, we're just so used to a different, um, different system. A different yeah. system. Yeah. And in the beginning, was there, there was something funny that you thought of because it was so different and like culturally or mm-hmm. the ling- the Norwegian language sometimes makes me laugh because it's just so kind of direct, like. The word for dimple is smile hole or, oh, you know, okay. like it's really, uh-huh. so I, um, I'm about five, eight. I'm not super tall for a woman, but I guess I'm tall, but I have, I guess I have large feet. I wear a size 11 in the U S uh-huh. shoe size, which is like a 42 here. Well, it's, so that's a big shoe. Yeah. And so I always have a hard time finding shoes. So there's uh-huh. one shoe store in Oslo and the name of it in Norwegian is just big shoes. And so oh. <laughs> I'm like, wow, could you not have Thank like you. made it a little bit more subtle? So that always makes me laugh. Like sometimes just the, go to big shoe. Yeah, just where do you have to buy your shoes? Big shoes. Um, there's just some things are just so direct. It makes me laugh that it's like, wow, they just really didn't even try to hide what. <laughs> so anyway. So, but that's funny. I mean, but then you also have to kind of be able to take a joke, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it's big shoes. Like, it's, I guess it's funny. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, and I had mentioned I lived in Venice for three months this year at the beginning of this year. Uh-huh. And I guess Italian women are quite tiny because I would go to a shoe store and say I was looking for a size 42 shoe. And they were just like, oh, uh-huh. it doesn't exist in Italy. Like, like, oh my gosh, yes. like everything is so petite. <laughs> yeah. So then I needed my big shoe store in Venice, yeah. but I did find shoes there finally, but it took forever. I have the I have the opposite problem, but only oh. when I go to Germany because I have a, a size thirty uh, six. Okay, so it's like a five and a half. Oh wow! Here. So, um, like here is not a problem, but in Germany there is just no selection. There are like, so you go to the regular shoe store. Um, you have for thirty eight, for example, right. size yes. thirty eight. You have like. Um, 50 different kinds but if for like a 36 you have like three pair oh, <laughs> you know yeah and usually they're like ugly right so, no, I feel that way too about the larger shoe size it's like very limited and uh-huh. they only have a few um and they're not nice looking yeah. and then um and so I liked it here in the U.S. because there's like all the small sizes yes that's true they have they, uh-huh. the, the U.S. is amazing for variety Yes. And big quantities of things. Uh, oh, God, yes. But um, but in the U.S. is also, like, I'm I'm very petite. I'm, like, 5'0". And um, I am normal. I'm not super skinny, but I wear an XS. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, like, an XS and Old Navy is too big. Oh, my so, gosh. So I'm, like, <laughs> I cannot go by... You, regular in the regular store because um it just doesn't fit oh so like here the the clothes are just made for bigger right bigger frames and Mm -hmm. yeah i can understand that yeah well i can go to the european stores that's fine but just american stores they're like the extra small is like a large i would say like a would be like a it would be i think uh, probably in a small or an M even. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but but that's that's fine. Like yes. I mean, like I mean, even nowadays it's fine because like you have all the all the stores here, like all the European stores are here too. Right, like Zara and, and, and online H M and yes, exactly online and right. So it's not anything. a problem anymore. But that was more like. 15 years ago right when you first right when you it's like when you did not order everything online <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's harder yeah thank you for your time you're welcome well this is so fun thanks for letting yeah. me do it and so, and and also like um i can take out that pregnancy thing if you want i mean to. i'm comfortable with it maybe it will help other okay. people you know realize that you can have a miscarriage in a foreign country and life goes on yeah. but yeah um, no it's, it's up to you if it doesn't fit in that's fine but um, yeah I mean um, whatever life, you feel comfortable so. oh, I'm comfortable with it I mean mm-hmm. okay it, thanks for letting me know oh, sure so thank okay. you and um, enjoy Texas give it a hug for me in whatever I way will. you can <laughs> I will it's so hot I know <laughs> still even today That was Judah's story from Norway. We recorded it a while ago when it was still hot here. Thank God now it cooled off a lot. (laughs) 
And I hope you enjoyed today's episode and please reach out to me if you want to be a guest on my show or for anything else. Um, if you have a nice story to tell, it's uh, worldscollide123pod at gmail.com and you can also find this in the show notes. And if you like this episode or this show, then please give it a nice review wherever you listen to your podcast. I hope I will see you next time. Bye bye.